The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion. Every Tuesday, I answer your questions about sex, love, relationships, or you can put in your two cents, you can vent. It doesn't have to be a question. It can be something you're feeling and you want to share with our community. You can do that as well. You can text me at 514-800. You can also call in at 514-790-0800 or feel free to reach out by email to Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at drlaurie.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com, and I will uh, be very happy to answer your questions. Okay, the first one is a, a pretty long email. It's a very interesting story. It's um, pretty dramatic. I want to share this with you from a listener, and feel free to weigh in. So you can weigh in your thoughts, your opinions at 514 Good day, Lori. I am an American living in North Carolina and have been listening to your show with great interest for about four years. I have listened to you help many people, couples, and I enjoy your show. We have a different mentality when it comes to sex here, so I find some topics a little over the top. I did not appreciate the poem about our presidential debate, but I must admit I did laugh. Americans never liked others criticizing us, but it is okay for us to criticize ourselves. I have a big problem, and I think seeking your advice is best. Okay, here's the story. My husband and I have been married for 11 years, and we have a daughter. My husband is a truck driver and can be gone for a week sometimes. Last month, my doorbell rang, and when I answered it, this young lady just asked me if I was Mrs. So-and-so, and and is my husband so-and-so. I replied, yes, and she handed me a letter. The letter simply said, I am the girl who gave you this letter. It is in your better interest to meet me alone at the Arby's at 2 p.m. I do not have to tell you what was going through my mind, and I was not planning on going but the curiosity was driving me crazy. There was no way I could get a friend to come. I decided to go. I passed the Arby's and she was there standing by the door alone. I turned and pulled in, got out, and she came up to me and in short told me my husband was probably her father. She offered me saliva and hair and she was even willing to pay for the test. She is 15 and said she spent the last two years seeking out her father. She lives in Florida and took the bus to get here. She seemed mature uh, and smart for her age and showed me some ID. I drove her to the bus depot and we spoke a bit and she gave me her email to contact her. My husband came home the next day and I did not know if I should tell him or not. I decided to get his saliva and some hair, telling him the back of his hair was uneven, the saliva I took from his gum. I sent it off for analysis. Today, I received the results, 99% match. Now I have to tell him without revealing the DNA match. I did not tell the young girl yet. From what she tells me, her home life is not so good. Mother has drinking problems as long as she can remember, and who she thought was her dad she only found out two years ago was not. 
her, uh, her mom was going from man to man. I have no problem at all taking her in if she wants. My husband is a good man, but told me I was the first and only woman he has had intercourse with, and from what I remember, it seemed like his awkward first. I have caught him in a few white lies before, nothing big, and as I learned from your show and already knew, men lie at times. He needs to know, she needs to know. How do I approach this? I feel like I am sitting on a keg of dynamite with a short fuse. Husband is due home Wednesday. Whew, that is quite the story. Think about that if that happened to you. Now, there are a lot of layers to this, uh, to this situation, and I'm not sure I have like one answer for this. And so I'm welcoming the passion community to weigh in with any of your thoughts on this situation. Um, there's a lot of layers. First of all, his lie to you, right? So there's his lie to you, uh, about, um, you being his first, his one and only. Then there's your lie to him because you grabbed his DNA without his knowledge and went behind his back. You have to think about, um, the implications of, of when this comes out, what will be, you have to think about telling the girl, confirming with her that she was right. How would you go about, and I'm asking our, our listeners here, um, like, what do you think that this woman should do? Of course, I, I think, first of all, it's a no-brainer that he it needs to be done. Like, he, this needs to come out into the open. Not sure how your partner will react. Like, we can't predict really any of that stuff. But I would approach it personally with exactly what happened without lying. Be, be completely honest and say, this girl came to the door and she told me that, uh, you know, she was your daughter and I, before, um, before telling you about it or, uh, I wanted to confirm it so that it didn't start up a whole thing without knowing, knowing the actual facts. And so I did send in your DNA to the lab and it has come back as positive and not let him see what he says. Right. Um, 99% match is pretty accurate. So maybe all of these secrets will, uh, will come out with all of this. We'll see. But this is like, wow, this is heavy duty. I don't know how to make this any better. I, I think that we have to deal with the aftermath, it's going to be more important to deal with what do we do with this after. I think that the two of you are going to need maybe uh, help from an outside person to help you navigate all the feelings that are going to come up because there's all kinds of things I can only imagine besides feeling maybe betrayed, feeling uh, guilt or shame or feeling badly for the girl, uh, figuring out what you could do? Does he have financial obligations now with the, this, this information? I mean, there's so many questions, but nothing, we can't go forward until the cards are all on the table. So I'd like to see the cards on the table. Anybody else want to offer 
Their opinion, 514-800. I used to be in pre-med. My advice to you is drink heavily and drop the bomb on him straight out. Then both contact the girl. I don't know about the drinking heavily. I think you're much better off staying completely uh, sober about this. But it is a bomb that needs to be dropped. And then maybe inviting the girl back to the house inviting her into your home and talking about it with her or having a phone conversation since she does live in another state. So this, uh, this is something that should be discussed. Absolutely. Uh, wow. She should, she just has to tell him he needs to know and would want to know. I think everybody's pretty much in, in agreement with all of this, that this is, this is, this is a lot. This is life this is a life changing event in your lives, which, which you will always, which will be with you. You won't forget this, um, but which must, which must be dealt with. So this is something that has to be absolutely, uh, dealt with. If you have any questions or you have any thoughts that you want to share about this or anything else, send them to me at 514-800. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's Trouble Tuesday tonight on the program, the night I answer your questions, but you can also weigh in on uh, any of the uh, things I'm sharing with you at 514-800. We've been talking about a woman who wrote in uh, from North Carolina, actually, who um, experienced uh, a, a girl showing up at her door, and long and short of it is that the girl claimed that her husband was her biological father, and then they had DNA tests done. The father does not know about this, and now she's wondering how the heck do I break the news and he had told her that she had been the only one he'd ever had sex with so clearly that's not true but um what does a person do in that uh situation of course the consensus is of course he has to know of course you need to tell him i say better to say the whole truth all of it uh, liz joins us on the program hi liz yes hi good hi. evening dr laurie I, what a story i know <laughs> what i would do i would not um tell him about the DNA test that uh, I made on my husband and I would but tell him about the story about the girl okay. and let him handle it so you would not uh, say that you that you had already gone ahead done exactly. the DNA test and tonight well exactly. what if he comes back and says that's not possible not true it's a well, lie doesn't matter. let him handle it because the girl will, will contact him obviously there will be some repercussions I'm sure she'll uh, do something else, uh, come over, whatever. So know. she needs to, so the wife, what, needs to sit back and see how her husband handles the situation? Exactly. That's what I would hope to do. Okay. Well, noted, yeah. noted. I'm sure she's uh, she's listening here. Thank you, Liz, for your input. Appreciate it. Take care. I would do a lot more than collect saliva and hair. <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt comes to mind. No, come on. At this point, I mean, look, it could happen. It's a... Obviously, this did happen to, to this woman, but it's not uh, completely out of the realm of possibility, clearly, and it probably happens more than uh, um, than we think. You know, people showing up and saying, are you my biological parent and having some information. So another question, Dr. Petito, now that I know you are a vegan, please help me with the following that I experienced a few years ago. 
I am a gay man who went on a date with another guy. He let me know that he was practicing the vegan lifestyle. This started quite the heated debate about our lifestyles, I being a meat eater. I asked what he would do. I asked would he do if I cooked a steak on the barbecue for my supper. He responded by leaving the house because an animal was murdered. I asked would he join my friends for dinner if they ate meat but catered to his menu dishes, wishes. The response was almost the same. I did not meet again. Was he too extreme? Look, that's not the kind, I'm, I call myself just vegan for, for ease, but really just plant-based. So the vegan lifestyle uh, is, can be extreme, you know, it's about protection of animals and what have you. I did it for health reasons, not, be, and I do love animals, it's not about that. And of course, sure, having watched some things about how they do meat and, and, and how they treat the cows and blah, blah, blah helped my situation. In other words, I was like, okay, I made the right choice for me, but that wasn't my main motivation. Then you have other people who are really extreme about it, who won't wear leather, who don't eat honey, who, you know, lead a diff like it's a different part of, of their, um, their lifestyle. So that's something, uh, completely different actually. And in a case, in a case like that, your lifestyles do not match. Like, no, in my household, I was the only vegan for a long time. My husband only joined joined the club uh, less than a year ago, and we were meat was being cooked in our home. It was fine. Everybody has the right to make their choices for them. Andy joins us online. Hi, Andy. I Hi. Really, I really enjoyed this story, and the thing is this. It's very simple for the lady whose husband had this problem, or has the problem, if it happened before their marriage, I mean, why shouldn't she bring it up? Because, listen, bring it to the open, it helps out the girl, and then uh, puts the husband a little bit on the spot. But, listen, uh, no cheating on the wife because uh, they were they were only married right. afterwards. I mean, it's uh, right. it's very simple. By the way, I would like to thank you some for something. Sure. Yesterday, the program about the guy who wrote the book. Yes. Something like that happened to me exactly the same way. Uh. I've told somebody what I thought of her, how she looked, how beautiful, how her body and everything else. She says to me, why the hell didn't you tell me that a long time ago? <laughs> I'm it's, glad you learned something it, then. It, Good. It true, true, <laughs> true. And she told me, I mean, um, but it's... It, Things that some of the things that uh, are told on your radio hour is actually some of it happened to me. So it's okay. Good to know. Okay, good to know. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. Take care. May have been a pre-com pregnancy friendly rubbing. Is that possible? It's possible. Is it probable? No, but it is possible you can a man can ejaculate very close to to the entry of the vagina and yes it could make its way up there that that is true so um but you you talk about pre-cum that would imply that he had had intercourse with someone else but he told her that he had not he told her that she was the only one that she was his uh First, so that's something uh, completely different. Completely different. 
I'm hoping you can help me. I'm a man in my late 50s with the problem I'm having with sexual arousal. I'm going out with a very attractive woman of many months and I have strong caring feelings for her. She likes me very much as well. Yet, when I am in bed naked with her, I am unable to get an erection. I have not had sex for roughly three years prior. Is there anything I can do to go from no arousal to some arousal in hopes it will get better and better for a man of my age? So there's a couple of pieces missing here that uh, I would need to ask and need to know. Do you have issues with your erections outside of sex or attempted sex with uh, your partner? In other words, do you masturbate? Do you have erections with that? Are they fine? Do you have uh, morning erections? What I'm trying to get at is do the mechan- does the plumbing work? Does the me- do the mechanics work? If the answer is no, then you need to absolutely see your medical doctor to evaluate what is going on. Why have you developed um, erectile dysfunction? And it's really important that you push to uh, make sure you get seen by a urologist, get the tests done, not simply just walk away with a prescription for Viagra. And I say this because studies have shown that erectile dysfunction is a precursor for a heart or a heart attack or stroke uh, further down the line, like three to five years, sometimes 10 years later. So it's an indicator that something's not quite right. So we need to know why is the blood not flowing? And if there's, there's a blockage there, there could be blockages elsewhere. So this is why it's really important to have your heart checked, your uh, blood pressure checked, and they, they can do uh, uh, what's called a Doppler, which is basically a, an ultrasound of your penis to see the blood flow there, to see if there are any um, a- anything blocking there as well. So that's really, really important that you get a thorough medical examination. If the answer is Yes, yes, I get erections when self-pleasuring. Yes, I get morning erections. So the plumbing works, no problem there. Then we know it's psychological. Then we know it has something to do with anxiety or performance anxiety, which is normal. Having not been with somebody for, for a few years, there's a lot of pressure, pressure to perform, etc. It's totally understandable. It's important that you talk to your partner about this, that you let her know it's been a while, that maybe you're a little nervous and could we start off slow? Just start off slowly pleasuring each other. No need. You do not need an erection to pleasure your partner. Use your hands, use your mouth, do everything else but but intercourse. Allow her to stimulate you as well, whether you get an erection or not, because men, believe it or not, can also reach orgasm with a flaccid penis. It's also possible. And and work and like work towards getting comfortable and feeling safe. So it's it might take a few attempts, and that's okay as long as you don't pressure yourself to have to be. Uh, a certain way. That's really, really important. 
I would also recommend, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to do so, but I would recommend my book, which is The Sex Bible for People Over 50, which covers all of these issues and more. And it tells, gives you the problems and what to do about it, what to look for, what to ask your doctor. All of these things are covered in the book. So you can find that on Amazon. It's The Sex Bible for People Over 50. 50. If you look it up under my name, it's B-E-T-I-T-O. Dr. Lori, there's a lot of discussion of vaginal dryness after menopause. Are they referring to during sex or during daily life? If it's during intercourse only, there is an easy fix, lube. If it's during the day, who wants to be wet all day? I like the way you put that. Well, uh, what happens with a dry vagina sometimes is it gets, it can get irritated more easily. It can burn more easily, even during the day, even without sex or post-sex could also, there can be some effects after that. Uh, you could develop some, uh, just some skin irritations from the dryness it's like cracked skin. If you never moisturize your hands and you're prone to dry skin, you see all kinds of little cracks. And those little cracks are like, like little, tiny, tiny little fissures that could burn, like a little paper cut could burn. So uh, yes, lube is true, but you can also try estrogen replacement in the vagina directly, which is um, a great a great help. Coming up, your stupid sex story of the day, plus more of your questions answered here after we check in with the CJD 800 Newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Time for your stupid sex story of the night. Plus, uh, I'll get to your questions. So the, I don't know why it's, it's not really that it's stupid. It's just, it's not a study or anything all, all that important, but it's interesting nonetheless. The headline was gay Mormon says he and his wife are happy in their controversial mixed orientation marriage. So Skylar and Amanda are both members of the Church of Latter-day Saints and believe marriage should be between a man and a woman. They push through and stay together even though Skylar experiences attraction to men. The couple came to prominence after a tweet from Skylar went viral earlier in the year. Uh, After this, Skylar has spent some time having to defend his marriage from detractors. They live in Utah and met through the church. They spent about six months as friends before trying to date. It was early in the relationship when Amanda realized Skylar was attracted to men. This led into a confrontation over Skylar's sexuality and despite his attractions, he hoped to spend his life with a woman. Amanda told the post, the couple have made the marriage work and even found a level of attraction. Skylar has said that there might be a better term to describe describe himself other than gay. He might be demisexual. The point I'm making here is my wife and I are both extremely happy in our marriage and any attempts to tell us otherwise are just silly. Basically, someone who is demisexual only experiences a sexual attraction after developing a deep emotional connection with someone, which if that's the case, people online might have had an easier time suggesting that if the couple didn't seem to exclusively refer to Skylar as gay. 
Whatever the case, they really wanted to make this relationship work. And so they sought out a counselor who specialized in mixed orientation relationships. I happen to know none, by the way. Uh, As it turns out, they aren't the first couple uh, to try this. And they talk about a couple of other couples. This other couple who... um, Josh and Lolly Weed were another couple that rose to prominence after a blog post about their um, mixed orientation relationship went viral. Josh, a gay man, held up his marriage as proof that such a thing could work. But guess what? The couple divorced in 2018 with the couple apologizing to the LGBTQ community. That's not to say these relationships are guaranteed to end in divorce. Uh, Survey results on these mixed orientation relationships show that 80% of respondents are satisfied with their status. So anyway, that's uh, very uh, interesting compared to 95% of homosexual respondents who had a 95% rather satisfaction rate if they were in homosexual relationships. Have you ever heard of that? Mixed orientation uh, couples, I guess much more common in religious states uh, and and such. Gay Mormon, that in itself is an oxymoron. <laughs> yep. Uh, or an oxymoron. I don't know. I'm a 24-year-old woman and have normal sexual desires. When I orgasm, I totally void the contents of my bladder. Besides the fact that it makes a mess, I find it very pleasurable. My boyfriend doesn't doesn't let me pee before sex and loves the wet sensation. Is this normal? There's no normal or abnormal. It's whatever floats your boat in a relationship that works for both of you. So maybe for him, it's the imaginings of a female ejaculation and loves the gush of the liquid and the more the better. could be influenced by porn viewing where there's geysers basically, whereas most women don't, women who do have uh, ejaculation don't ejaculate that much. Uh, So maybe this turns him on. For sure, it's pleasurable. Anybody who's ever held in urine really, really had to pee really, really, really badly and finally gets to go to the bathroom, that sense of release is extremely pleasurable. I don't know if it's orgasmic, but certainly pleasurable. It's like, ah, right? Everybody's felt that at some point. If you find it pleasurable and you don't mind the mess and this is good for both of you, then that's fine. I would say that if you're holding in your urine for a long time, that's not good for your bladder. Uh, But if it's simply you're just not voiding prior and it's very possible that it's a mix of female uh, like uh, ejaculation fluid, some of the the fluid that isn't urine mixed in with whatever leftover urine is is left in, uh, in your bladder. So that's uh, that's there. Uh, I'm sorry that I missed part of the story, and this is the the story about the woman. Is it all at all possible the gentleman donated sperm? Huh? And perhaps he was too embarrassed to tell his wife that he donated sperm in the past. Wow, good thinking outside the box here. Uh, you, that could be. Maybe that's exactly what it is. We don't know that. You are absolutely right. That is definitely a plausible a plausible explanation, which would mean there's probably other 
maybe other biological kids out there. But uh, so that is definitely a possibility. Although what would be interesting is that the mother of that child didn't tell the child that she um, she made her with donated uh, sperm, right? So something maybe in the story quite isn't isn't quite right there. I'm not sure, but it, it's definitely plausible. Lots of guys are into water sports, and I guess that's what you're right. This is what the situation is, right? It's it's water sports, and it's what your partner enjoys. And if you're okay with it, and you enjoy it too, then go ahead. Just invest maybe in waterproof sheets. They sell them for water sports. Exactly. Every time I go to the Salon de l'Amour, that the big um, expo on sex. There's always a couple of vendors there that have these uh, these blankets basically that you throw onto the bed, have sex on, and they they re- they they are waterproof. They do not damage your bed, your bed sheets, or anything. So it, that might be something that you could absolutely try. The passion poet wrote a poem for the DNA woman. A letter can change a life. Some DNA in a bag. The next thing you know, you're instantly a dad. You ask the right person. Now it's up to you. Honesty is your best bet. One child is now two. Don't question the how because the situation will not change. Just talk it out together. Some things may have rearranged. Absolutely, there's some rearranging that needs to be done here for sure. Thank you for that. That's uh, wise words from the Passion Poet. Dr. Lori, I stayed home from work today. Yesterday, I made a, a great small turkey for my adopted grandma, and it was all time so we could have dinner with her daughter uh, with our iPads. I thought it was very pleasant, and we even had a few laughs. I just want to add here that this is a follow-up because this person when the whole pandemic started and we started talking about community involvement and how we should um, reach out to others, she this is a woman who lived in her building that she noticed was elderly and alone and basically uh, helped her out and adopted her, so to speak, and they've become friends ever, uh, ever since. So uh, after we disconnected, we were having tea on the couch, and just like that, she totally broke down began telling me she has reached the end of her rope the restrictions and closing down places that she considered her only form of interaction with others has gone on too long she said she only has maybe a few years left and the quality of her life now is getting unbearable she went on to say i don't know what i would have done if i did not have you i spoke to her daughter who got upset as well and her mom does not want to move in with her daughter I realize the physiological impact on children is important, but we are forgetting the elderly. I just could not leave her alone on a rainy day like today, and my heart is breaking. I'm finding it hard myself. I'm not a psychologist, but I know when someone is becoming distressed. Can you help? Please, please help. I wish there was something concrete that I could actually do. Um, you, If you call the COVID line, the quebec.ca and you get the phone number you call the covid line they can patch you directly to the mental health services there and maybe you can get you can talk to someone there to find out what the services are for the elderly maybe some kind of contact connection maybe there are volunteers maybe there's something concrete that can be done i just want to say you are one of those angels out there and you know god bless you for for giving of yourself and for your compassion if only more people could 
behave that way, we'd live in a better world, I think. Coming up, a few more of your uh, questions at 514-800 if you'd like to text them in. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, 514-800. If you have a comment or a question about sex, love, relationships, that's what we do every Tuesday. Dennis writes, listening to your show on the beach. I love Hawaii. Thanks, making us all jealous. We are wondering when the next Baby Boomer show is. Friends here want to hear it. Our next Boomer show is on the 21st, so next uh, Wednesday, I believe it is. And then someone else asks, um, is there any way you can do a whole show on water sports from Pickering, Ontario? And yes, I will absolutely work on that. So I've, I've added that to my list of topics for the next uh, coming months, I guess. Uh, local CLSCs have resources for seniors in distress. That's from Noel in Saint in Saint Laurent. So that's a very good place to start. It's true. There's caregiver support groups and caregiver people, social workers and such, who are there uh, to help. Hi, Dr. Lori. So nice of that woman to be there for her adopted elderly grandmother and for trying to help out during these really difficult times. Definitely one of the angels out there. Absolutely. I don't like the fact, this is from Ontario, that my girlfriend doesn't shave down below. I prefer it grows very long. This weirdly excites me. What percentage of women shave and not? So I don't like the fact that my girlfriend doesn't shave or does shave because uh, you say you prefer it to grow very long. Um, it's a preference. I Look, I think in today's uh, young, today's woman, let's just say, for the majority, uh, I would say well above 50% probably take most of their pubic hair off. In the younger generation, I'd say it's probably closer to 90%. Uh, but for older women, they're more into trimming than letting it grow wildly uh, long. So it's a preference. It's a, it's a thing. So if you've it's your girlfriend. If she's okay with it and you like it and you talk about it together, then, then it's all good, but it's her body. And if she doesn't like uh, all the pubic hair, or it bothers her or whatever it is, it becomes her choice, but it's okay for you to be able to, um, to be able to say, Hey, you know, this is what I like, but I respect your choices. You're allowed to, you're allowed to tell your partner what what you like basically i'm a single 55 year old female still having sex with my 35 year old side being been going on since 2014 so there's a 20 year difference uh, how do i stop this he is a he is a year engaged to someone else who has no clue obviously about me Oy. Please help. I don't want to grow old alone, but love the sex and connection we have. I love him, but I've never said so. He just knows he's told me, but I pretend to ignore. How do I let this thing him go? As two my friends know of him, but this they have no clue reasonably that he's that 20 years in our society is not ready for us. Love, love, love your uh, show. So 
this is not sustainable. I'm just telling you now, you're 55, he's 35. He's engaged, for God's sake. So he's clearly, you are his side thing, his casual thing, his fun thing. And you have gotten yourself attached and falling in love with this person who clearly... I mean, not saying he doesn't care about you, but you just said he's engaged to someone else. And the fact that he's doing this with you while he's engaged to someone else tells me a little bit about his character, which mm, I would not be too happy if I was the person he was engaged to. So you need to just move on. There are men your age, maybe a little younger, maybe even a little older, who are very active and who can offer you more of what you're looking for, which is more than the sex, but also the companionship and, and all of that, that we seek as we grow older, the intimacy and, and all of that, you're only getting part of a guy, part of a relationship. You're not getting the whole relationship. Don't you think you deserve more, um, more than the crumbs that maybe you're getting from this, that you could, you and when, as long as you're staying in this, you're stopping yourself from seeking other options at the same time. It's taking up your energy so that you're not seeking out other options. There are other options out there. Texter writes in Australia, San Diego, Hawaii, Pickering, nice widening listenership. You're right. We're getting letters from all over the place uh, and a few more as well. Alberta, we have somebody listening in on a regular uh, basis. Someone else says, I like a very trimmed, uh, vulva, I guess. And I, I think a lot of people would, would probably, um, agree. A texter says, just tell him this is for the 55 year old. And remember he is unfaithful to someone. He's probably with others. Hope you practice safe sex. And for the trimming, a lot of guys sort are conditioned nowadays to see their women's pubic hair trimmed or shaved. But yeah, it's her choice for sure uh, either way. We're used to it largely because pornography has really kind of dictated our our genital fashion, if I can, if I can say that. There was a time when the hairier the better. Uh, 1970s porn, for example, was very much like that. And like the, the trends, it's not that the, I think the trends started with pornography. They were the ones more likely to shave because they wanted to show more. And, uh, and then the public kind of picked up on, on this, uh, this trend. And there's plenty of other things that pornography has kind of led to things like, uh, anal bleaching and, and things like that, which I do would not recommend. It's, it's poison. It's no, it's toxic stuff that they use. Not, not good. Back in the seventies, it was always full bush. Yes. Very, very full bush. I'm 52 years old. Hook me up with this lady that is 55 years old. I'm single. I'm telling you, there are single men out there, uh, that are ready to meet women. So uh, you can go on dating sites. There's a lot of dating sites for the 50 crowd or the 55 plus crowd. And they're not a bunch of old geezers. Like you're talking about spry people who have lives and it's, you're only, you're as old as you think also, right? You have people who are, 
who are in their 60s, who are very youthful minded and, and open and active and healthy. And that's if that's who you are, then that's what you'd be uh, you'd be looking for. For the 55-year-old friends with benefits, sounds similar to the platonic version, which is fair-weather friends. We're friends, but don't call me when you're down or need true companionship and love. Yeah. Uh, That 35-year-old guy, okay, that's great that the person likes the sex, but that and fear of being alone in life are not good enough reasons for her to stick with him. I'll have to agree with that. Uh, And then for the person looking for help for seniors, maybe contact your local counselor. Some boroughs boroughs have employees that are calling a list of seniors on a regular basis. Oh, that's a great idea also. Thank you for that. These are really great uh, suggestions. Thank you to our passion community for, for weighing in and you're helping each other here, which I absolutely love that it's not just my voice, but also your voice. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer tonight. If you want to connect with me, you could do that uh, easily through my website, drlaurie.com, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. There you'll find information about my book, but you'll also get uh, the podcast. So if you click on the Passion Radio tab, you will get all the past podcasts of the show. So if you've missed any or any particular topics you want to share with others, then it's all there for you. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>